Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. And here we go. That's the sound of rock cracking. Once again, you've got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday, and you're listening to us, like I said, on webtalkradio.net. Last week, we talked about, is President Trump a racist? And if you didn't hear that show, go back and listen, as we had uh, several good friends of Doc Holliday were on national news last week and coming out of the White House meeting, and I think we had a good show. But this week, we are talking about why so many people are calling President Trump a racist because they don't want him in the White House in 2020. They don't want him to win the election in 2020. And we got to talk about all these Democrats who are running. And sometimes it seems a little ridiculous. You think, what is something ridiculous that's happening? And on the first debate, of course, we know uh, Sleepy Joe wasn't ready, and Kamala, Kamala Harris just about whopped him overhead. It'd be like a pillow fight. You'd think, oh, man, wake up, Joe. And then um, but one of the funniest things that nobody expected coming out at night was Marianne Williams, who did a great job in the second debate. I think people go, well, look, she's, she's the best person on the stage. Marianne Williams, self-help author but she said something in the first debate let me play this for you and did you hear this in history and ms williams my first call is to prime minister of new zealand who said that her goal is to make new zealand the place where it's the best place in the world for a child to grow up and i will tell her girlfriend you are so on because the united states of america is going to be the best place in the world for a child to grow up thank you you guys were close with the well in that first debate they try to keep answers short and ask what they would do first thing. And, and uh, you heard Marianne Williams said, I would call the president of New Zealand. There's a lady uh, president there and, and tell her that, you know, and she said that she wanted New Zealand to be the best place for any baby to grow up, a child to grow up and get the best of what their country has to offer. And, and, and this is one Republican that Marianne impressed so much. I'm going to go to New Zealand for you and, and see, see what New Zealand is like and talk to some of the people about Donald Trump and what they think about Donald Trump. But, hey, in the second debate, <laughs> there's another uh, conservative who was smitten by Mary Ann Williams and uh, Governor Mike Huckabee. After the second debate, this is what he had to say about Mary Ann Williams. But I've got to tell you something, Laura. That, let me just go out on the limb here. Uh, I think I may end up abandoning President Trump this next election cycle. I'm going to stand with Mary Ann. I mean, she captured me tonight. Uh, I lit a candle. I stroked a crystal. I sat back and, uh, you know, decided to take a yoga pose and chant. And because I could feel the love 
I mean, th this is a, an interesting stage, just to tell you that. So, uh, well, I think she's the one who stands out more than anybody else. And wait. I remember where I first met her. It was at Woodstock. That's where it was. Oh, but you I left the 60s. I'd she's still there. Hey, and that was the great uh, Huckabee, the former governor of Arkansas, former presidential candidate, smitten by the words of Marianne Williams and I'm so smitten by the words, I'm going to go to New Zealand to find out what she is talking about on the first debate. So how about that? Is uh, Are other conservatives and Republicans getting fired up that she may be the Democratic nominee for President of the United States and uh, and trying to fight forces of uh, what she called the dark crystals? Uh, I, I don't know, but I, <laughs> I do know this. She may be shaking up some of the lineup in the Democratic uh, run for president, and uh, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. So let, let's uh, go to the next part of our show right here. I'm glad Marianne Williams helped bring that out. Nobody else had really heard that. And as she said, that's the first thing she wants to do is when she gets elected president. Well, will that happen? Well, she's got a lot of people to beat, more than just Sleepy Joe and more than just Cory Booker. More than just uh, crazy Bernie Sanders, and it's more than uh, uh, you know Pocahontas, and I think Rush Limbaugh calls her Focahontas, and uh, we, 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 you know, Elizabeth Warren. Uh, there's there's a lot of uh, infighting going on back and forth. Who is getting ahead? Well, they, it's like they want to say this is moving forward, and some people got to drop out. And is it a little bit crazy? I found Karen Javich, Javich uh, wrote a song about it, and I, I just want to play it. I think it is uh, funny, and, and it tells you exactly what's, you know, what's going on here. So uh, take a listen to this song from Karen Javich. Whether it is Amy Klobuchar, Cory Booker, or Joe Biden, Michael Bennett, Buttigieg, Bill de Blasio, Tim Ryan, why don't you run for president? And don't forget Tulsi Gabbard, John Hickenlooper, John Delaney, Beto O'Rourke, Eric Swalwell, Bernie Sanders, or Elizabeth Warren, why don't you run for president? And then there's Steve Bullock, Mary Ann Williamson, and Andrew Yang, Wayne Messam, Jay, and Sleep. Kamala Harris, Mike Rebel, and Self Moulton. So far, there are three governors, nine U.S. senators, and four mayors, and five women running, six congressmen, and one entrepreneur, and one best-selling self-help author. Why don't you run for president? Run for president. It doesn't matter if we've never heard. Why of don't you run for president? Run for president. Why don't you just run for president and get your 15 minutes of fame? Well, a lot of those are starting to get drowned out when they get when they're zero in the polling numbers. And of course, Eric Swalwell uh, dropped out last month, and uh, we we'll see some more 
uh, dropping or flailing around. And uh, uh, I know the very staff of Governor Hickenlooper in Colorado told him to drop out themselves. You know, the staff said, hey, man, just drop out. <laughs> now, that's a crazy song. And you know what? I found Karen Javits' number. Let's give her a call. I'm going to call her up right now. Let's talk about that song. Karen, welcome to our show. Yes, hi. Thanks for having me. And I know uh, you have written a song about the uh, the Democratic uh, race for uh, the presidential nomination in 2020, and it's a little bit crazy. And <laughs> and your song is a little bit crazy too, I guess. So t- tell us how uh, how did you come up with uh, the song that you came up with, and why did you do it? Yeah, well. Um, politics is pretty intense now and pretty funny on both sides. So every day it just seemed like there was another person running for president. And, um, you know, they'd like come out of the woodwork, half of them we hadn't right. heard, heard before. <laughs> and so I just thought, let's do a song about that and, and just say, you know, why don't you run for president? Why not? Well, it seems like everybody's picking, and, and since you've done the song, I know one's dropped out and another's jumped, jumped in. So yeah, it's, you're right. That's it's, true. It's sort of like point. a pool. They're having a pool party, and they're jumping in and out, <laughs> out of the pool almost. I know. It's like they want their 15 minutes of fame, you know. Right. And I mean, and like I said, there's some congressmen I never heard of. Right, and, me too. And some mayors that, you know, I mean, nobody on the national stage heard of. And then you got, what, the self-help uh, writer. and uh, Yeah, and, uh, Williamson. Yeah, I know. And That's the, so and funny. The, and the Internet guy that nobody heard of, but he's got a following on the Internet, I guess. Uh, so, uh, what, Yang, and I, I never had heard of him until uh, uh, <laughs> just, just the name. I thought, who is this guy? And yet he's uh, in the Democratic debates. So, uh-huh. well, uh, do you have another song cooking up for when it boils and then to boil them down to four or five? Or <laughs> <laughs> oh, I always have them in my brain somewhere. I have another one. Um, let's see. Oh, something about, let's see, it's about the lead. Oh, we're so unhappy with our leaders because they can't get along. So um, it's just a little ditty on YouTube. I like to do songs and then do a YouTube video with them. That's always fun. Well, you, you, I can see you have fun, and the reason I wanted you have on our have you on our show, uh, just like this past week, we saw where uh, the president and uh, and uh, the four uh, Democratic yeah. Congress mm-hmm. ladies are uh, mm-hmm. they have uh, been going at it, and, and and so many people are on edge and nasty things being said, and sometimes you got to sit back and you just have to laugh at it, don't you? Boy, totally. I did think about writing a song about it, though, but I think I'm not going to write about the squad. <laughs> well, uh, just being called the squad is going to give you a lot of uh, lyrics or, you know, rhyming material. <laughs> Boy, you know it. I mean, I could do a really funny song, but I'm going to let that one lie where it is. <laughs> well, let's get back to the Democratic nomination. Uh, you know, there's some odd names in here. Hickenlooper. And, uh, oh, you know... Doc, I had the hardest time recording it because, you know, half the names I couldn't even pronounce. I had to look them up, you know, on my phone and how you say them. And what is it, Pete Buttigieg or something? Yeah, Buttigieg or, you know. Yeah, right. (laughs) That's a hard one. (laughs) And then then you got Stalwell or whatever. He's out of there now. So, uh, Uh uh and and I've heard that name, but there's, and and just, uh, 
Karen Gillibrand. Oh, know, yeah, you know. Gillibrand. I know. It so, was hard for me to do it. That's why it's amazing to hear your song and the way you go through it oh, and hit thanks. all the names. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, my hat's off to you on that uh, because it's, it's, it's something that you could put it all together. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, the Democratic Party ought to give you some kind of award because you even pronounced the names and got, got everything to get, uh, right. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, Hickenlooper, that was a good one. That's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, uh, they, what, NZ or whatever guy from uh, uh, Seattle or uh, anyway, and I think, I don't know if he's still in the race or not. But the guy I don't that, know either, actually. It's funny, Marianne Williamson, the author, I had right. heard of, but she's, she's a self-help author, and I thought, wow. Yeah, why I, is she running for president? <laughs> I know. Why why in the world is she jumping in there? And um and of course she made it the the debate stage and uh-huh, so she's, I know it. That's it's interesting. That's what was so crazy, uh is, is the fact that uh you know, that uh, you know, she she's on the debate stage of these people that you know, we see on her TVs all the time because they've been in politics, and you think, what is she doing on the stage? And I know, uh, it's pretty funny. And I have a YouTube video on it, which is, you know, even better than the song because there's visuals. There's, I have all the people on it, and then there's this little cartoon thing at the end that's kind of funny, and um, so that was fun to do. Good. We're, we're going to put a link to the, uh, your song on YouTube and oh, good. show up. So Great. Uh, tell our listeners right now, just uh, check that link out on our uh, Doc Holliday's uh, uh, the the main page there at Web Talk Radio, and you you get to see the YouTube that uh, Karen's talking about. <laughs> Thank you, that's terrific. Now, when you, uh, how long have you been doing this, Karen? As far as making funny songs? <laughs> well, I started writing songs twenty some years ago, and then um, it just kind of evolved that I would do funny ones. I mean, I actually i I do musicals. I do a lot of show tunes. Um, those are my favorite, but, you know, there's so many funny things going on in our country, and a lot of non-funny things, but uh, I just decided to sort of, you know, subtly make fun of it, like I did when Hillary and Trump ran against each other. I have a really cute video called He's Such a Man. It's really funny. And I got, you know, I got thousands of hits. It it just kind of makes fun of both of them, kind of. Right. <laughs> so, um, you still got that up on YouTube? Yeah, too? it's still up there. Oh, it's a funny one. <laughs> well, uh, I, I I like anybody like you that can, you know, people get so intense with uh, the politics, and I know on my uh-huh. show, and yeah, I, I like to get intense and passionate. But you got to be able to step back and laugh at some of the crazy stuff sometime and just laugh about it. And I know. You really do, you know, because it just gets too crazy otherwise. And the fact that so many people, like I said, were jumping into the Democratic race, uh, it was just, uh, <laughs> uh, and, and you know, they wanted that 15 minutes of fame. Say, hey, mm-hmm. I'm running for president of the United States. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and not even, I, I don't know, some of them raised enough money to even fly to the debate almost. That's That's how... Uh, some of them, I, I don't, I don't know. I guess they just want to have their fame and say I ran for president. Or yeah, something. I guess so. They want that in their uh, application, huh? You're right. <laughs> and it may be that every, you know, every other Democrat in the country may end up being on running, the, running before <laughs> before it's over with because uh, that sort of laughing at the ones they got. You know, say, does any of these people look like they can beat Donald Trump? And everybody sort uh-huh. of laughs. No, I don't see anybody that looks like the winner now. I know. Doesn't it seem early to you? Like, 
you know, it's a year and a half away. Yeah, <laughs> the election. But, and uh, it, it seems like it's really starting early. Well, it is, but you have to put together so much. Of course, it was about you know, uh, Trump started about June or in you know of. Oh, yeah, did he, like a year and a half before? Yeah, Is that just, when he started? Yeah, and everybody was laughing at him then, and I he didn't know, really have a I team. Uh, so that, you know, it, it is a little early, but you got to do it if you're going to build a yeah, build, you're right. build a team following uh-huh. and, and start and even now they're fighting over well i saw where bernie i don't know if you saw where bernie sanders <laughs> folks uh, you know he wants to raise the minimum wage of 15 dollars an hour and, oh my and, God. and all and all his workers want to be paid that much and they want to have health care and he said i can't give you that <laughs> so he oh wants it for gosh. the whole country but he doesn't want to do he doesn't want to do his own <laughs> give his own team what he wants for the country so he said he can't yeah. afford it <laughs> And he's a millionaire himself. Yeah, you know? so you, you put some of your own money in the game. See? Right, that's right. <laughs> uh, but, uh, well, Karen, I've had a good time uh, listening uh, to you and, and and listening to your song. We're going to be playing that for every, all the listeners now. Okay, Give them a great. link to it. Thanks, Tom. And, uh, uh But I appreciate you being on the show today, and uh, and I hope we get you back again, and we'll be listening for your songs then. Yeah, that would be great. Thank you. I enjoy listening to you. Thanks, Doc. And that was Karen Javich, and, uh, the uh, writer, uh, author of the song, Why Don't You Run for President? And you can uh, look that up on YouTube and if you want to hear it again. And we thank uh, Karen for coming on the show. And let me remind you that you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. And in a minute, we're going to talk a little bit more about the 2020 elections. And in fact, I'm going to play a clip from the night of 2016 with Chuck Todd, all giddy of all the NBC team, just giddy, giddy as the vote started coming in at first. And, uh, and we'll just play it enough where you can, uh, sort of figure out what was going on on election night 2016, which people will never forget. Uh, some people cried. Some people just, uh, smiled real big. And, uh, I know a lot of our listeners did. So, that's what we're going to be coming up here on the second half of the show. But let me remind you, as you know, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Last week, uh, Alveda King came out in the White House after a meeting with uh, Donald Trump a couple of weeks ago now. And and uh, and some of the friends of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics were in that meeting that we've had on before. And so, uh, but... Dr. Alveda King and I and Dr. Alex McFarland put together a book called Bedrock Truths. If you don't have that book, I hope you'll get it. And you can get it by going to the front page of our uh, Web Talk Radio Rock Splitting Politics show. Look at it, and you, got a, you see the book cover says Bedrock Truths. Just click on that book cover. It'll take you to a website, www.docholiday.org, where you can order your own, very own book, Bedrock Truths. So uh, we'll be glad if you do that. It helps keep us on the show here. And also, I just want to remind you that uh, I am going to, uh, we told you at first, we played Marianne Williams, and uh, we're, we're getting ready to head down to New Zealand. It's not a little trip uh, from Tupelo, Mississippi, on the other side of the world. So uh, looking at uh, heading there and seeing just what New Zealand's like. I've never been there before, but uh, we're going to bring back some information to you 
first-hand information right here to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics listeners. Can't wait to do that, and uh, I'll tell you more about it as we gear up for it. Now, one of the things that uh, was uh, in the uh, debates coming up, and you can talk about it and talk about all the debate and what's going on, and Joe Biden is losing his poll numbers, who's coming up, who's going down, and Sleepy Joe just uh, may still take it. But what happened? Nobody has said this, but you're going to hear it right here at Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. I haven't heard anybody say this. You may have. I've checked out the news. I haven't seen anybody say anything about what happened at the Mueller hearings. What happened? What happened to the that affects the 2020 Democratic uh, debates for president? Who's going to get the Democratic nomination? If Sleepy Joe Biden gets that, and already, what, it's 78 or so uh, in that neighborhood, or 76 now, which, I mean, he keeps getting pushed further. Did what happen as we saw... Uh, Special Prosecutor Mueller, and he's a great American hero. Yes, he fought uh, bravely in Vietnam and had a lot of different positions and served our country. But now what he did, a special prosecutor, the report, he did not know his own report. He obviously did not write it, and that was pointed out. And without going into everything he's not at the top of his game he is younger than joe biden he's not at the top of his game we saw that in front of a nation and my question is when it comes to politics will america elect someone after we just saw what happened in the Mueller hearings in the back of your mind if you are an american voter and you watch the Mueller hearings you watch what happened to special prosecutor Mueller. did you see he wasn't at the top of his game even though he's been top notch and head of the fbi and uh done a lot in his career he was not at the top of his game will sleepy joe biden get sleepier will he make more gaffes will he come out with a democratic nomination but donald trump running like the Energizer Bunny and showing he's got uh, gusto. He's got he's got just raw energy. And sleepy Joe Biden making gaffes and slipping up and looking tired. Is that, is that, you know, can you not think of the Mueller hearings and how it was, a, it was an implosion for the Democrats? And does Joe Biden look like an imploding candidate or the potential to be an imploding candidate? Well, I hadn't heard anybody talk about it, but the debate stage and looking at the Mueller hearings and the Democrats, those who want to really beat Donald Trump should have their knees a-knocking. I'm just saying, I hadn't heard anybody else talk about it, but the Mueller, what happened at the Mueller hearings, and it was the Democrats that just about forced him to do it. The Republicans could care less, and even Attorney General Barr gave him a way out because I think Attorney General Barr has respect for Mueller and knew he wasn't ready and wasn't able to really 
be in charge or look in charge. He didn't know his own report. He couldn't. He didn't even know what Fusion GPS was, and the whole report was based on what happened to Fusion GPS. So I just have to tell you that uh, I, I don't. I think it's in the back of every American's mind after seeing uh, Robert Mueller. Not at the top of his game. How can you elect someone older than him that looks like he's getting a little uh, sleepy, sleepy Joe Biden, but may have be one day turn into what Mueller has? Not at the top of his game. So that is a very interesting. To see if he's got the gusto to even get to the Iowa caucuses in December, January, and then then well, if he goes through the whole primary gamut then what's going to happen in the general election when Donald Trump starts running circles around him? Well, uh, that's my comment on the Democratic 2020 election that uh, you're not going to hear anywhere else. Let me play a little clip from uh, 2016 election night. Let's listen how giddy these uh, people at NBC were. Let's play that clip right now. Chuck, walk me through the states that, that really could determine this thing tonight. Yeah, I, look, I think we, we, we know. We've talked about Florida, but I, I kind of want to build on this uh, larger point here because we know that I think, uh, in, in just in this respect, if Clinton wins this election, she's going to win it because of this Southeast Corridor. For what it's worth, very little actual vote is in. I'm keeping a huge eye, for instance, on Florida because we're actually seeing more vote come in right now in Florida than anywhere else. But again, 2% in. So, And as you can see, it's all coming from essentially one semi-rural county. Yeah, and right now, a lot of what we're dealing with is anecdotal uh, uh, conversation about what's been happening in these states. Let's go to Kerry Sanders now as we begin to sweep around some of these battleground states. Tell me, how much have you seen of, of the ground game that we hear so much about, this getting out the vote effort? Hillary Clinton's teams have actually gone door to door and had people in cars bringing voters out to the polls, where on the Republican side, it's been a little bit more of people being self-motivated to come out. And I think it'll be very interesting because Donald Trump made it very clear that he thought his supporters would just show up at the polls because he saw such huge crowds and many of them, of course, showing up in this state. We'll see whether that translates into the votes that he thinks will result. I want to bring in uh, Nicole Wallace now, who joins our panel right now. I want you all to react to some of the numbers we're seeing coming in from Florida right now, keeping in mind all the polls have not closed there, but we're getting some raw numbers. What are you seeing in these as we put them up here, Chuck? I'm seeing that, it, look, we've got, it's 40% already of the vote in. It's all early vote here, but here's what's not in. We only have about um, five or six, uh, we have no precincts in Broward County at all, barely anything out of Miami. What you're seeing now as you're watching this map, we've got Clinton up a point. What that is, is that's where the vote is currently coming in. If you see gray, if you see any gray there, it means we've had zero vote in from there. All that is telling you is who's leading in that county. So as you see there, obviously it's the southeast corner that uh, is about where all the population is, Miami, Broward, and Palm Beach. And as you see, no Broward. That's if she wins Florida, she's going to win it down in South Florida. The fact that she has a lead right now in the raw vote before we have anything out of Broward County, 
you're going to have a lot of nervous Trump people right now and a lot of very, very excited Clinton. Nicole, let me ask you, there was a, even Trump himself had said Florida was must win. But then down the stretch here, we saw, let's go to Michigan, looking for other paths and suggesting they might have them. Do they exist or was this a head fake we see? Well, seen? so even uh, some of Trump's closest advi advisors by mid-afternoon today, we're starting to talk about what if. What if Donald Trump hadn't engaged in a month-long battle against the Khan family? What if Donald Trump hadn't taken uh, so long and really never properly apologized for the access value? And the what if, the answer to the what if is, what if he'd focused instead on a strategy that remade the maps? What if they'd had a real campaign that could have targeted their voters and turned out their voters? Then it wouldn't be a lights-out moment for them if they come out short in Florida. You've called it the checkmate state, and I agree with that. And I think that what they will be talking about if they come up short is how they might have been able to remake the map so that states like Florida and North Carolina weren't do or die for them. Oh, don't you just love listening to that? I, I just had to play that. I know it may have been a little long, but how giddy they were and telling just telling the story of how Trump would lost because he didn't look at another game plan. Well, he not only won Florida and North Carolina, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. And I mean, these people at this point in night had no clue, no clue. But toward the end, they started sweating when they started seeing what happened in Florida. Let me, let's just play this little clip at the very end of when uh, they started to realize uh, Florida was gone for Hillary Clinton. The gap grew again. She got it down to 111,000, uh, and then it's back up to 130. So I, I don't see the path forward for her in Florida. So now, listen to this. Last time a Democrat won the White House without the state of Florida was Bill Clinton, 1992. Why are you at the Met? Chuck Todd just could not see how she was going to pull it out, and she didn't. <laughs> she not only lost Florida, as we said, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Ohio, and uh, they never, never expected it when they were so giddy as the first return started coming in. Oh, I just had to play that. Just have to love it. Just have to love it if, if you were a Donald Trump supporter in 2016. Now, uh, wow, we, we've come to time to close the show again. And we're talking about this presidential election. And somebody go, why don't you play clips from the Democratic debate? I think it's better listening to Karen Javich and her song about why don't you run for president? Because everybody in the Democratic Party, I think, is just about jumped in. And some are jumping out. Some are just uh, hopping around like popcorn in the fire. And uh, and Donald Trump is uh, just wait, waiting and watching. And we will, too, right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Glad you're listening to us. Take this time to tell your friends and neighbors about Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Check out our Facebook page. We can't always get everything here, so we try to put things on Facebook throughout the week. We don't put a lot. We, we don't just flood you with things on Facebook. Uh, so, But like the Facebook page, and you'll see some things we put out. Also, just want to remind you that, uh, again, you can go to get the book. We talked about Dr. Aveda King and, uh, and I and Dr. Alex McFarland put a book together called Bedrock Truths, and I hope you'll get that book. If you don't have it, just go to our website. And we'll be seeing you next week as we talk more about rock-splitting politics. See you then.
Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week. We'll be right back.